Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon, with me as always is Caleb, and we are wrapping up Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to be talking about a classic in Forrest Gump, uh, but before we get to all that, we do what we always do, and Caleb, you've been watching anything cool lately? So much stuff. Not really. <laughs> um, I mean, can you blame me though? Like, how long was this movie that we had to watch this week? <laughs> Two and a like... half hours long. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I it, uh, I'll have a comment during the actual episode about that, but um no, just mainly football, Simpsons. I do have something to say about the Simpsons though because I think I came across the funniest um or my favorite quote so far and I'm okay. like 15 seasons in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I I think it was Homer uh who said Oh, I'm just like David Spade without Chris Farley, utterly useless. <laughs> I think that was uh, my favorite quote so far. So uh, that's a good one. But uh, yeah, that uh, I think I mentioned watching basketball season now too. But yeah, once once kind of December gets here, I'm probably gonna get more back into movies and everything. Holiday with- movies. Yeah, just with how my work schedule goes through the uh, fall, early winter months, so you uh, you're holding down the anchor on that. So I don't know what you got. I got quite a bit of stuff. Um, I watched. We've been watching Kitchen Nightmares still. Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of here and there. Uh, we also watched the final season of Dead to Me, which was pretty good. Um, I watched a documentary called Say Hey Willie Mays, and it was about the life and career of Willie Mays. Um, yeah, that was really good, and it was we had a lot of like old baseball players and stuff talking about him. I didn't realize he was still alive. He's in his nineties. I did not realize that. And he was basically like the best all-around baseball player ever, because he could hit home runs. He could, you know hit for singles and stuff. He was fast. He could field really well. He had a strong arm. Um, just kind of cool. All the stuff like he went through and like just hearing the backstory and stuff. I believe it's on HBO max. Uh, also a documentary. I watched this new one on Netflix called Pepsi. Where's my jet. Okay. And it's about this. So it's about like the early nineties when Pepsi launched, uh, the Pepsi points. Okay. Where, you know, you drink, like, a 20-ounce Pepsi and you get, like, one point or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, combine your points and send them in and you could get, like, you know, a t-shirt or a hat or something like that. Well, they had this commercial. And in the commercial, it showed, like, this high school kid putting on sunglasses. And then they say, like, how much the sunglasses are. He puts on a leather jacket, says how much that is. And he gets into a Harrier jet and he lands it outside of his school. And at the bottom it says Harrier Jet, 7 million points. And this guy watching it saw it, and he's like, did the math and everything, figured out how much it would cost him to like straight out buy one, and how much it would cost to like drink enough Pepsi to get enough points. Mm-hmm. And he got like, together with this guy that had like a bunch of money that he knew, and then they found like a loophole where you could actually just buy points. Like send Pepsi like a certain amount of money, and they would just send you whatever it was. Wow. And they figured out it was only going to cost like seven hundred thousand dollars to get a Harrier jet. <laughs> so they sent it in, and like Pepsi sent them a letter back saying like, "Haha, it was just a joke. Like we don't are actually going to give a Harrier jet." And they gave him like a coupon or something like that for like a free twelve pack of Pepsi. <laughs> and the guy was like irritated because on the commercial it didn't say anything like in legal print mm-hmm. so they like we're gonna take him to court and then like pepsi sued him they sued back and it's like go back and forth back and forth they offered him a buyout of like a million dollars and he didn't take it he wanted his jet <laughs> and then it started going back and forth back and forth like that and like how it hit the news and everything and i, I still have yet to finish it but i'm assuming he probably got his jet Dang. Yeah. But it's it's kind of funny. Just it's like a David versus Goliath thing in the courts. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny because he's like a college student 
that decided he was going to do that. Jeez. Uh, yeah, definitely one to watch. Uh, and besides all that, I watched A Christmas Story Christmas. I usually don't watch Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving, but I was actually kind of looking forward to this one. It's a sequel to The Christmas Story. Yeah, I saw With, like, that. Ralphie as an adult. Mm-hmm. And it had its moments. It had some funny parts, and it had some, like, eye-rolling stuff in it. But, I mean, all in all, it was a watchable movie, and it was entertaining. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, and then I watched, continued on with the 80s teen, like, sex comedy movies. <laughs> I watched uh, After School, which was one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Um, it's, like, this That's- professor that is... He's, he's like a professor and a priest. It's like at a Catholic school or something like that. And he ends up falling in love with his student. It's in a, in a college, so she's like of age. But then he ends up like leaving the priesthood for her. But then this whole time we're getting flashbacks of like cavemen. Like, I don't know how they shoehorn that in. Like, like how many drugs were these people on when they made this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Not that great. Uh, so there would go private lessons, which would only exist in the 80s, because it's like this housekeeper woman seduces a 15-year-old boy. Oh, gosh. To try to, like... Then she fakes her death, and then they're trying to, like, blackmail the kid, saying that he murder her, murdered her, and that they're going to take all this money, and, like, oh, I was... It was okay. The acting was pretty decent, but the plot was just ridiculous, and it would only... The dude had like sex scenes and stuff with like this grown woman and a fifteen year old boy. Awkward. Yeah. Which you know it wasn't real, it's a movie, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what am I watching a few times? That would have yeah. been that would have been like big. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like big taken to the extreme. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's I think that's everything that I watched. Other than the odds and ends of like kids shows and stuff. <laughs> and the weekly TV shows I keep up on. But yeah, do you want to jump into Forrest Gump? Rock. Alright, let's do it. Hello, my name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Would you like a chocolate? Oh, thank you. It's funny what a young man recollects. You're the same as everybody else. You are no different. Your boys different. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. I'm Jenny. I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. She was my most special friend. My only friend. We was together all the time. We were like peas and carrots, Jenny and I. Run, Forrest! Hey, stupid, run! Now, you wouldn't believe it if I told you, but I can run like the wind blows. Who in the hell is that? That there's Forrest Gump, coach. Just a local idiot. I never thought it would take me anywhere. David put me on a thing called the All-America Team. Where you get to meet the President of the United States. Congratulations. How does it feel to be an All-American? I gotta pay. (laughs) I believe he said he had to go pee. Now, maybe it's just me, but... College was very confusing times. Have you ever been with a girl, Forrest? I sit next to them in my home economics class all the time. Have you given any thought to your future? Girl, what's your sole purpose in this army? To do whatever you tell me, drill sergeant. You're a damn genius. You are going to be a general someday, go. Yes, drill sergeant! They sent me to Vietnam. Listen, you promised me something, okay? If you're ever in trouble, don't try to be brave. You just run, okay? Okay. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. You twins? No, we are not relations, sir. For some reason, what I was doing seemed to make sense to people. Forget about me! Get yourself out! I've been awarded the Medal of Honor. How come? Now, my mama's always telling me how miracles happen every day. <laughs> some people don't think so. Jenny! But they do. You can come home with me my house in Greenbow. I'll take care of you. Why are you so good to me? You're my girl. Paramount Pictures presents Tom Hanks. 
I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Robin Wright. Will you marry me? I'd make a good husband, Jenny. You would, Forrest. But you won't marry me. Gary Sinise. I never thanked you for saving my life. And Sally Field. My boy Forrest is gonna get the same opportunities as everyone else. A film by Robert Zemeckis. What's my destiny, Mom? You're gonna have to figure that out for yourself. So Forrest Gump, it is from 1994. It is directed by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, the plot is the presidencies of Kennedy, Johnson, the Vietnam War, the Watergate scandal, and other historical events unfold from the perspective of an Alabama man with the IQ of 75, whose only desire is to be reunited with his childhood sweetheart. That is one of the best plots we've had. <laughs> that summed it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, especially for how bizarre, well, essentially how bizarre this movie is. Yeah, how sprawling and like epic it is mm -hmm. like to con bring that down to two sentences that was pretty solid <laughs> oh so the cast we got tom hanks <gasps> surprise as forrest gump we got robin wright as jenny gary sinise as lieutenant dan sally field as mrs gump and mckelty williamson as bubba dude you didn't say it right I don't know how you say it. It's Janae. <laughs> Janae. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this a movie that I've seen lots and lots of times. And I remember the first time I watched it, my parents uh, rented it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember sitting down and watching it. And actually, it caught my, kept my attention. So we probably rented it. In like 1995, so I would have been probably like nine years old, and it kept my attention the whole time. So, yeah, well, I think I shared about the first time I watched this movie. I watched I it in class. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, in uh, history uh, class. And how mess? And rewatching that, how messed up was that? <laughs> right. Like there's a lot of extra stuff going on in this movie. The only part I specifically remember that got skipped and mm -hmm. I don't I think this was the only part um was when Jenny was doing her guitar performance in that um, club. So you, you still got to see the part where um Forrest like blows in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh yeah, I think so and I I also forgot about um, his mom with the principal. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. understand that when I was a kid, so it was over uh, my head. Well, I was, I mean, I was in high school when they yeah, showed it. So so. Were... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Everybody knew what was going on. Yeah. So. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, did you say who directed it? Yeah, Robert Zemeckis. Okay, I couldn't remember if you mentioned because I was just going to say Zemeckis. I was... I was looking at other stuff. I I did not realize how many relatively like big movies he's responsible for. Yeah, dude, you didn't know that. You made no, back to the future. I don't know directors very well, so uh, the more we go through different uh, through all these episodes and everything, I look at the directors. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. I mean, I know like a Tarantino, Spielberg. Christopher Nolan, Spielberg. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know some of the big names and not taking anything away at all from Zemeckis, but just like, I don't know it. He's been doing it for long enough. that it's just, I didn't connect the dots. So yeah. Yeah. He's actually one of Spielberg's buddies. Rock. Yeah. He's done a lot of great movies. Like and I said, he back to the future. Passed um, away, which we just talked about. Yeah. Duh. Bob Zemeckis. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I guess just dive right into it. Um, things that are good in this movie. Um, the soundtrack was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little like on the nose in times. <laughs> uh I made a I made a, a tweet about it, how every single Vietnam movie has to have two songs in it, and it's Fortunate Son by um uh ccr mm -hmm. and all along the watchtower 
the Jimi Hendrix version. Yeah. <laughs> and this movie has both of those in the Vietnam scenes. So, yeah, as soon as those came out, I was like, oh, I should have remembered. Yeah. there. I mean, the soundtrack is great. It's got a lot of really great songs sprawling over like a you know, handful of years. But um, yeah, some of it is, is a little on the nose, but still, nonetheless, it was great. Mm-hmm. Dude, you know, one thing I forgot about this movie is how so many people that um Forrest cross paths with got uh shot. <laughs> uh, what's the second person got shot? I was like, oh yeah, that's a running gag in this, isn't it? He like yeah. just <laughs> meets people and they get shot. Yeah, and how he just like plays a part in so many historical events. Mm-hmm. Dude, by the way, like 1994, who Two things that I specifically want to mention, um, so I don't forget them. Whoever did like the special effects, the blending of the videos, yeah. I, I don't know if they got an award or not, but they should. Oh, yeah, they did. Okay, best special effects and best picture. Um, I, th- I think it was the first movie to do that. I-, I knew the best picture, but I didn't know technically like where that falls in for like the effects and things like that. Okay. I didn't. Do you know who the did the special effects? It was Industrial Light and Magic that was created by um, George Lucas. Um, I believe they did Jurassic Park. Yeah, I remember... Yes, they did the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. They did the stuff for Terminator 2, Jumanji, Casper. I remembered it being good, um, but I did not remember how good. Really, the the only thing I feel like you can easily catch is them editing the mouths moving outside of that. Like everything else is almost flawless. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Some of the, the model stuff, especially with uh, president Johnson, Mm -hmm. it was pretty rough. Um, another thing I thought was good. I mean, this movie covers a lot of stuff and there's a lot going on, but I, and it's a long movie. It's at two and a half hours long. But I feel like it's paced pretty well. Mm-hmm. You move like from one thing to the next pretty fluidly. Um, and there was actually, when I was watching it this time, and I'm like, oh, how much is left? And there was like, it was two-thirds of the way done, which was farther than I thought it was. So I was like, man, this movie's two and a half hours, but I guess it doesn't really feel like that to me. I don't know, maybe you don't agree. <laughs> uh Yes and no. Like, I do agree that it's paced well. It is long, but it for everything it covers, I don't feel like it's too long. But it's funny that you say that because I actually caught myself and I was like, oh, crap, I thought this was almost done. Um, And that was when Jenny was living with Forrest the first time and then mm-hmm. she left. Yeah. Again. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he has to do his whole running thing. Yeah. And I was like, there's quite a bit of movie still left, so... Oh, man. Uh, I guess things that are great, the acting, mm-hmm. I feel like all around. Um, I mean, Tom Hanks, obviously, he won Best Actor for this movie, and I can see why. Uh, really, the only thing you can knock with his performance is that his accent is a little rough. How dare you? I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's one of those two that went on where everybody was like... uh. Everybody was doing impressions of it. <laughs> you know, like everybody does an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Everybody does Austin Powers <laughs> at the time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that Forrest Gump accent, that's one that's definitely lived on. Um, I guess maybe appreciating it a little bit more as an adult. I thought Robin Wright did a really good job as Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, she's such a, I guess maybe a polarizing character or I guess like a deep character. Cause she has a lot of dimensions to her. Yeah. Where it's like, she makes a lot of brash decisions and, you know, straight up just wrong decisions. But at the end of the day, like she still has a good heart and does care about Forrest. Mm-hmm. 
And I guess, you know, maybe not a lot of actresses could handle a role like that. And I thought she did a really good job with it. So you want to know something interesting that came to mind for me? Now, I feel (laughs) I'm not coming out to say this like I'm so profound, but it hit me this time. And I realized that maybe it doesn't hit everybody. Hmm. Is that recognizing the... um, the second storyline of the movie like Mm -hmm. it's gonna sound kind of dumb but where you actually stop and you think about it because it's forrest gump this movie's about forrest gump it's about going through history and all the other experiences but really you could take out all of the forrest gump parts and just stitch in the story of jenny and there's a huge secondary story about the devastating effects of abuse yeah. And how kids develop and how it affects them for a, a lifetime. Yeah, her poor upbringing and, um, you know, like you said, the abuse that she went through as a child. Yeah. And, and just the feelings of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not feeling like she has any value affecting her through her whole life. Yeah. Well, it, it hit me when they, when Jenny and Forrest saw her old house. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, man, I never really thought about the secondary story and all of this. I mean, you you see it, you acknowledge it, you notice it, but I never really stopped to be like, wow, maybe, you know, how how important of a mess? Because was it really necessary? Like, it, it, Jenny could have just been some girl and who had gone in and out of his life, but they made it. So like that in itself was a strong story. Mm-hmm. Like Forrest Gump could have been average Joe Schmo going on about his life and they could have had the Jenny storyline and it still probably could have been, you know, nominated. Yeah. Because of how big of a story and impactful that could have been. Mm-hmm. But then the Forrest Gump story outshines all the Jenny stuff. So I don't think some people stop and realize that there was such a deep story beyond all that. Yeah. So, yeah, I can totally see that. Um, I got some stuff about Jenny. Um, so as a younger adult, I guess not really as a kid, cause I didn't notice that. I always got really annoyed with Jenny. Mm-hmm. But it's not until you like, you know, you see her background, the things that she went through at a young age and how it affected her and like her development through life. Um, so this is like all the things that happen <laughs> with them. <laughs> I got like a little breakdown of it. Uh, so they're friends like all the way through school. They meet on the bus as like young kids. Um, and then, you know, after they graduate school. Uh, they go off to college, and then Forrest goes to visit her, and he beats up a guy that's, like, harassing her in a car. <laughs> and um, he has, like, his first, like, sexual experience with her. And then he joins the army. And the next time he sees her is he goes to, like, see her playing guitar, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, and he beats up a guy at a strip club. Or uh, that club that she was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go walk around for a little bit and then she bails on him before he goes to war and he's like, I'll write you all the time. And she just looks at him and then leaves. <laughs> uh, and then he, he goes to that rally after he comes back from Vietnam, Well, he gets all the letters back too that he wrote her because mm-hmm. they never made it to her. Um, he goes to that rally there in Washington, DC after Vietnam and she finds him, uh, she introduces him to like this guy she's dating who's dealing with the Black Panthers. Uh, he smacks her around and then Forrest beats the crap out of him. Uh, then she ends up leaving with the guy anyway. Uh, then she, they, later they show her leaving the guy because he, you know, surprise, he beats her again. Uh, she shows up after um, Forrest's mom dies. Mm-hmm. And then he like um, then he like de- declares his undying love for her, 
she basically says, like, you don't understand. He's like, you know, I may not be a smart man, but I do know what love is, which is the classic <laughs> line. Yeah. Um, and then they have sex, and then she leaves before he wakes up the next day, which causes him to run for years. Mm. And then, like, once he's back home, she contacts him again. He goes to see her, finds out that he has a son, and then she's like, I had this virus that they don't know what it is, so, you know, basically it's HIV. She's like, can we get married? <laughs> and then, like, she dies, and then now he's raising the son. Mm -hmm. So it's like this long journey of, like, all these ups and downs, and they, you know, they really paint her initially as like a caring person but that she's also got the side where she's very selfish but it you know it harkens back on her rough up upbringing and everything so you can see kind of the the other side of it i don't know it's i guess well, watching it this time i just noticed all the stuff it's like okay i was like this poor guy is like completely in love with you and you're just like eh. <laughs> But you gotta think about it too. Like Forrest is a complete idiot. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be a tough hang. <laughs> yeah. Well, the um, the the thing to that I kind of took note of too, because I, the previous times I had watched that, I was just you know frustrated with her. I'm just like, what, what the heck? Like, yeah. How how many times does this guy have to fix things for you to? Not not so much that you have to be with him, but just like for you to get your life figured out. Yeah. Um he's always there. Yeah. But then I also noticed one thing though, is that she didn't take advantage of him. She knew he was loaded. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't a gold digger. So he wanted to marry her. He would have given her everything, like just from a money and you know, possession aspect. Yeah. And she didn't take it. So while, and, and that, this was the first time that I kind of caught that note too. Now, what I kind of put down the question to why did she really want to marry him? Like, what was the significance of that? Because Force was his son. So, mm. I mean, he would have felt that connection and wanted to take care of him regardless of being married to Jenny. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they were getting at with that. I kind of feel like it was her maturing and growing as a person and realizing, um, this is really where I belonged. This is a man who's done so much for me and has never stopped believing in me and caring about me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, then it's more of her like realizing that she loves him too, I guess. And yeah. like, well, obviously she remembers that he wanted to marry her before. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, oh, I guess it was her coming to terms with it, I guess. Lack of a better way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that uh hopefully i'm not like cutting you off but mm -hmm. i was going to mention this earlier but we got caught in a conversation i forgot to mention it um when we were talking about the uh behind the scenes the special effects and everything uh the yeah. other thing that i feel like somebody should have either gotten an award for or like their career should have been amazing because of what they accomplished in this movie is like whoever the casting director was yeah like Dude, give that person a bonus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about him yet, but Gary Sinise as Lieutenant Dan was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, he definitely should have won like Best Supporting Actor mm -hmm. for this movie. Uh, I'm not even sure if he was nominated or not, but Gary Sinise is one of those guys. Everything he's in, he does a really good job, and but I feel like he doesn't get the credit and recognition that he deserves. Mm -hmm. Even even ridiculous movies like Ransom with Mel Gibson, like yeah. he was really good in that. Or um, you ever see Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck? Yep. Like he was in, he was good in that too, and that's arguably a bad movie. And uh, I mean, it's Apollo thirteen, him and Tom Hanks again. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, no, he is. He is one of those guys who's never the leading guy, but mm-hmm. is dang good to have on your cast. Yeah, for sure, a, a great like supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to see if he was even nominated. He was nominated for best supporting actor for Forrest Gump okay, for the Academy Awards, and um, well, let's check it out. I say that while I'm Googling it while we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Who robbed him of that? Right? Let's see here. It's probably uh, the winner we... was Martin Landau as Bella Lugosi in the movie Ed Wood. What the garbage is that? Yeah, I mean he did pretty good, but I don't you know, know that. But movie. this is who he this is who he beat out. He beat out Gary Sinise as Lieutenant Dan. He beat out Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Mm, dang. <laughs> and then the other movies I've never heard of. Chaz Chaz Palm Pennington. At, Chaz Palminteri in Bullets Over Broadway. And Paul Schofield in Quiz Show. I can man, that's that's tough for Samuel L. Jackson and uh Gary. Yeah, because they were that. both great in those movies. Yeah. Oh man. But another thing with the special effects is making Gary Sinise look like he doesn't have any legs. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was the other one I wanted to mention. It's even now I was like, like I know how they did it. And I was because I watched like the making of Forrest Gump before. And I was like staring closely at my screen trying to see like anything that didn't look quite right. And it's still hard to see. <laughs> Yeah. This movie's from 1994, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really surprise me that Industrial Light and Magic did it, you know, because they did the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park that looked yeah. great even now. Um, I guess to round out the cast, like everybody did a really good job. Uh, Sally Field also deserves some mention mm-hmm. as Mrs. Gump. Um, she's just a lady that always just seems like. She'd be just so nice if you met her. How <laughs> to explain it? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And she's been in odds and ends of stuff, and she's always good and everything. Hmm. Um. I guess you know, man. What's bad, and then we can get into like favorite scenes and talking about interesting stuff, just because there's so many things with this movie. <laughs> so many um, things. Really, th- I couldn't really think of much of what was so bad. Um. Other than I mentioned Tom Hanks' accent is a little rough at times, but that's really it. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing I can think of that was maybe like a downside. And even then, that's just kind of nitpicky. Yeah, I feel like it's just the nitpicky stuff that you could get away with this because like, I mean, they're not going for historical accuracy. Um, yeah. I mean, they want to touch historical points, but it's almost like a satire. Um, mm-hmm. that Tom Hay, uh, that Forrest Gump, you know, is involved in all these things. Yeah. But a couple, you know, we talked about how long it is, you know, w- since they covered so much the length of the movie and with how well it flowed together, you know, that's not really a knock. Um, but two things that I was kind of like, oh, when you stop a th- and think about it, this is kind of weird. Um, the first one is when you stop and you think about the fact that. Tom Hanks is essentially like sharing his sexual experiences with random people he's sitting on a bench with. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, he's also an idiot, (laughs) but the one thing that makes me laugh is that when he first sits down, he's talking to a a black woman who is a a nurse. She's dressed like a nurse and he's telling her how he's named after the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's just oblivious to it because he's such an idiot. (laughs) I I forgot about that detail. Um until of course I watched it the other night. Um the other thing that just was a little bit of a head scratcher for me, I mean of course, you know, small detail, totally not important, but just like when he was running, mm-hmm. how did he have money for anything? That's a good point. 
it was it was like 19 it, he ran for three years and after he was done running is when reagan was shot which was 1981 so this would have yeah. been taking place in like 78 79 80 time mm-hmm. range i wasn't alive then so i don't know what they had as far as like ease of access to your financials yeah that's what i'm wondering if maybe he had a credit card yeah i don't i don't know they did have credit cards back then so yeah um, and i mean i can't remember when he started running did he have all that money from bubba gum shrimp yes he yeah did. he did because yeah. i remember he jumped off the boat when he found out his mom was sick Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he had he had the money. The question was just like how, especially especially when you just run away from your house. Yeah, do you have access to money? <laughs> it's like he runs like two two states away, and he's like, "Oh crap, I don't have any money." And then he runs back, or <laughs> right, and then passes out because he's starving. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I guess I never really thought about that either. <laughs> Just something stupid, you know, just those nitpicky details. I'm sure there's a bunch of other nitpicky details, like maybe stuff with Vietnam and other things, but. Yeah. Stuff that we don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so memorable scenes and interesting stuff with this movie. There's so many like memorable scenes. Uh, I made like a little list here. Um, When he's. I guess the most famous probably quote in this movie is when he's sitting on the bench says life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Cause everybody who started the movie at least made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, that's worth mentioning. Um, there's also as a kid where he's got the braces on his legs and the boys are coming after him on bikes, throwing rocks at him. And Jenny's like, run Forrest, run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he, Runs later as an adult, and he's just like crazy fast. Uh, he runs out onto the football field, and he's blowing past all these guys. And Bear Bryant from Alabama's in the crowd is like, "Who the heck is that?" Uh, dude, when I was um the first time or two when I saw this movie, I did not. I mean, I didn't wasn't into sports as much when I was younger. I did not connect the dots on that until I watched it later on. Yeah. Uh, so that he goes to University of Alabama, and he plays football as like a kick returner uh i love those scenes too because he's always just like staring off into space and like somebody else fields the kick and then they go and hand it to him they're like run and he just takes off and blows past everybody and it cracks me up too because the first time he goes for a touchdown like he just keeps running out of the stadium (laughs) then bear bryant's like he must be the stupidest son of a bitch alive but he sure is fast (laughs) and then they show up later too and they hit like the crowd holds up stop signs and they tell him to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the football seeds always stuck out to me. Um, obviously, like the Vietnam stuff with Lieutenant Dan. And it's kind of funny how he's obsessed with taking care of your feet and then he ends up with no legs. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe not funny, but <laughs> ironic. <laughs> Uh, I don't know some quotes what it always stuck out to be was what he oh man what was it? I think it's when he got to beat JFK mm-hmm. and um, you know he's like how does it feel to be an all-american how does it feel to be all-american and then he talks to Forrest and he's like how does it feel and he's like I gotta pee because <laughs> <laughs> he drinks like 15 Dr. Peppers yeah <laughs> oh that that always cracks me up. That was one thing I remembered as a kid. Um, uh, I know you and I both have said this one before, but when he gets on the bus to go to basic training and he sits next to, yeah, sits next to Bubba, and they're talking, and he's talking. Bubba's talking about shrimping. He's like, "You ever been on a real shrimp boat?" And Boris is like, "No, but I've been on a real big boat." <laughs> <laughs> oh man that one's great and how those two are just like instant friends because they're both just dummies Mm -hmm. Uh, and i I think it's hilarious too how forrest is a complete moron but he's an amazing soldier yeah like he can assemble his weapon and and take it apart in like record time Mm. and (laughs) like how the drill sergeant's like 
Um, why did you take your gun, put your gun together so fast? Um, Gump, uh, because you told me to, Drill, drill Sergeant. He's like, that is the greatest answer I've ever heard in my life. You must be a genius. <laughs> I think uh, one of the best, uh, though, too. I mean, I mean, so many, like uh, Bubba and him and uh but one other like related with Bubba the war and Lieutenant Dan um is when Lieutenant Dan showed up and he had his shrimp boat mm-hmm. and of course he jumps off the boat which is classic <laughs> yeah. um but then he starts talking to him and he's like uh Lieutenant Dan says well you know I made a promise and I said if you ever a shrimp boat captain i'd be your first mate and you know i figured i'd i'd try my sea legs and then forrest gump without skipping a beat's like but you ain't got no legs <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh it just it's hilarious how lieutenant dan just kind of puts up with him because mm-hmm. i mean he's in debt to him for his life yeah. if it wasn't for forrest he wouldn't be alive whether that's something that Lieutenant Dan wanted or not in his life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another quote too that I never picked up on until I was like a little bit older when they have like the, the desegregation of schools and they're letting the black students in and Horace walks up and says to one of the guys, he's like, he's like, what's going on? And the guy's like, coons are trying to get into our school. And, Forces like coons? Oh, raccoons? It's like raccoons get on our back porch all the time. Mama just chase them off the broom. <laughs> and a guy just looks at him. He's like, You're not raccoons, you idiot. <laughs> uh, that cracks me up. And then I like when the coaches are watching like the press conference or something about it. And they're like, Is that Gump? He's like, I think it is. Then, like, Forrest walks up and he's like drying himself off with a towel and they look at him and he does that awkward wave. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> the wave. Uh, uh, one of the maybe laugh this time is when um he tells Jenny that he's going to Vietnam. He's mm-hmm. like, bye bye, Jenny. He's like, they're sending me to Vietnam. It's this whole other country. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's this whole other country. <laughs> but dude Uh, you know one thing that i thought of and realized though is like i i don't know if they did this and i don't really know what the significance would have been other than you know the whole age of his son and whatnot mm -hmm. but what an easy way to glaze over three years by just having Forrest Gump run. Run? Yeah. And it makes sense for his character because he's a complete idiot. I know. It's like, it's like, why did they do that? What's the importance of that? It's just like, well, maybe there was no importance. Maybe they just were just like, how are we going to get through three extra years? Yeah. We got some great landscape shots. Yeah. they That that was uh, pretty cool about that. Yeah. Those are some of the most like beautiful establishing shots in a movie. Mm-hmm. Just like the natural background of every, all the different areas he's running through. Yeah. Um, one, uh, one weird kind of random thing. I don't know. It, it's just like kind of seared into my mind. It's not, it's by all means, not one of the first things I think of with this movie, but one scene I don't ever forget is when they were celebrating um, New Year's. Mm-hmm. And he was celebrating it with Lieutenant Dan, and they were at the bar and with all the prostitutes, and they went back. Yeah, well, before that, like they were in the bar, all the confetti's coming down, and Lieutenant Dan looks like absolute crap. Yeah, and like he his head is at the bar level, and his long hair has the confetti in it. Everybody's celebrating, and he's just like mm-hmm. dazed and staring into nothingness. Basically, wishes he, wishes he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In the part, you know, right soon after that, where they go back to their room with the prostitutes, and the one's kissing Forrest, and he pushes her away, and she asks if he's stupid, and Lieutenant Dan, like, loses it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ever call him stupid. And it's just like that. The connection that him and Forrest had 
where it's like I can call him stupid and an idiot, but no one else can. Yeah, it's almost like that that brotherly relationship. Yeah, well, where it's it like a- I can pick on my brother, but you can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really interesting and really good how they had kind of Forrest explain that because honestly, I would have not pieced that together. Plenty yeah. of times I had watched it where it's just like he said, you know, something along the lines of he hates being called crippled as much as I hate being called dumb. Yeah. Or what something along those lines. And it's just like, oh, you know, I probably wouldn't have really connected the dots myself, but yeah. Uh, there's a great back and forth that Lieutenant Dan and Forrest have too, where he's like, Forrest was on the Dick Cavett show. And then when he walks out of the building, um, Lieutenant Dan is there to give him like peace of his mind. And he's like, have you found Jesus yet, Gump? And Forrest is just like, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him. <laughs> and then Lieutenant Dan starts laughing. <laughs> Oh, that part always cracks me up as well. Uh, uh, there's a part two that made me laugh just because, you know, you and I being college football fans, where Forrest is like, would you believe it? After five years of playing football, I graduated from college and he went to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and that's believable. Here's a, here's a degree just for playing football. Yep. Congrats. <laughs> Th- things haven't changed. Nope. Um, one thing that I had down, um, total change of gears here. Um, I don't know how I missed this, but the whole bench scene was, um, took place in Savannah, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was there (laughs) and I missed it. (laughs) I can tell you where the bench is at when we get the trivia and facts. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I looked up where it was because I was just, when they were talking about it and they said Savannah, Georgia, I was like, holy crap, I totally forgot that I've been to Savannah and I totally did not look for for that location. Yeah. Um, One thing I picked up, like symbolism in this movie that I picked up on this time that I never have in the past. Um, So after Jenny dies, Forrest um, goes and puts flowers on her grave and he gives like his little speech, he's talking to her. Uh, when he goes to walk off, there's birds that fly off. Mm-hmm. And that's like hearkening back to when she was a kid and they ran out in the cornfield. And she says that thing, I wish I was a bird so I could fly fly, fly far, far away. Mm. And I kind of just pieced that together this time. It was more one of those, oh my gosh. <laughs> like it just snapped, like popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder if that was intentional. I'm assuming it probably was. Yeah. Um. Another thing I noticed with Jenny is the naked guitar playing scene. She wasn't actually naked. You could see her wearing a skin tone thong. Yeah, I um I had picked up <laughs> on that at one point. I guess most of the time I watched this, I watched it on DVD or VHS. So the picture probably wasn't good enough to see. This time it was at least an HD that I watched it on. Um... Yeah, it's just the funny things in this movie where he stumbles across so many historical moments without it having a really memorable impact on his life. And, like, he doesn't even notice a lot of things because he's an idiot. Yeah. And I got, like, some of the historical moments he goes through. Um, He teaches Elvis how to dance. Um, I mentioned the desegregation of school. Uh, He meets JFK. He goes to Vietnam. He goes to the anti-war march at the Pentagon rally. Um, he gets involved in ping-pong diplomacy. <laughs> uh, he's on a Dick Cavett show with John Lennon. Oh, yeah. Um, the Watergate scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurricane Carmen. Uh, Forrest and Lieutenant Dan invest in Apple, <laughs> which Forrest says a fruit company, <laughs> but it's Apple Computers. Uh... He creates the smiley face shirt of Have a Nice Day. Um, and he also creates the Shit Happens sticker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, another thing, too, is that Jenny ends up getting HIV, which is a huge like historical thing at the time when it happened. So, And he crossed the paths of the Black Panthers group. Yep. 
Yeah, there's there's a couple more, and I'm sure that there's probably some other subtle things uh, in there too that oh, most yeah. people don't pick up on. Yeah, and it, he, well, he mentioned some other things too, like they showed the lunar landing, and he's playing ping pong, not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. he talks about how Robert Kennedy was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I guess any uh, any other ones you want to talk about? Nah. Any quotes or moments or just general thoughts, I guess. Uh, do, 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 do I? I don't think so. I just had a, a note in there about how he just, uh, it always makes me laugh when he gets the scene where he just decides to stop running. And then I think about how much of a waste it would be to run for three years of your life. <laughs> he had the money. I mean, he didn't have to work. Yeah, he had like no. I was thinking about that too, but he has like no strings tied. He can pretty much do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, trivia and facts, I suppose. Uh, I got a fair amount just because there's so many interesting things with this movie. Rock. Um, so when Forrest gets up to talk at the Vietnam rally in Washington, uh, the microphone is unplugged, mm-hmm. and you, you so you can't hear him. According to Tom Hanks, he actually said. Sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they come home to their mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't come home at all, and that's a bad thing. And that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> hmm. uh, so when the studio imposed budget cuts, uh, both the directors Zemeckis and Tom Hanks waived a large part of their fee in exchange for percentage points, which ultimately netted Tom Hanks in the region of $40 million. Gosh. Yeah, just for this movie. Uh, so with every transition of Forrest's age, one thing remains the same. In the first scene of each transition, he's wearing a blue plaid shirt. Hmm. Which I never noticed until I read that. Uh, so during the ping pong matches, there was actually no ball. It was entirely CGI. It was animated to meet the actor's paddles. I was uh, wondering if that was done at some point. Yeah, again, done really well. Uh, so the actor who plays the reporter on the scene when Tom Hanks visits Washington, D.C., after his tour in Vietnam, um, the guy was actually a tourist from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he happened to be on Capitol Hill that day with his wife, and he was asked to read. <laughs> How cool wait, is that? Wait, so is, what, what part was that again? There's a a part where there's a reporter on the scene when um Forrest goes to Washington DC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to I had to picture it. Yeah. It was actually just a guy that was from Atlanta, Georgia that was there on vacation. <laughs> so random. Yeah. Uh so Kurt Russell did the voice of Elvis. Hmm. Um Here's some casting what-ifs. Bill Murray, John Travolta, and Chevy Chase turned on the role of Forrest Gump. Uh, Travolta later admitted that passing on the role was a mistake. Uh, Bill Paxton was one of Robert Zemeckis' initial first choices for the titular role. Uh, But the studio demanded someone with more star power. Uh, So this movie is based on a novel uh, by Winston Groom, and he had always envisioned John Goodman as Forrest Gump. Because in a novel, Forrest Gump was 300 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. So the scene where Forrest spots Jenny at a peace rally at the Lincoln Memorial um, required visual effects to create the large crowd of people. Uh, It was over two days of filming. Approximately 1,500 extras were used. Um, At each successful take, the extras were rearranged and moved to a different quadrant away from the camera. Hmm. Uh, with the help of computers, and the extras were manipulated to create a crowd of several hundred thousand people. Rock. Yeah. Uh, when the studio imposed significant budget cuts, uh, Zemeckis decided to leave out several planned effect shots. Uh, one in particular involved Forrest running into Dr. Martin Luther King and his supporters. Uh, Forrest distracts several dogs trying to attack the King and his supporters by playing fetch with them. <laughs> and running, rendering them harmless to the king and himself as well as the supporters. 
Uh, so David Allen Greer, Ice Cube, and Dave Chappelle all turned down the role of Bubba. Ice Cube? Yeah, Ice Cube refused to play an idiot, and Chappelle thought the movie would bomb. Yeah, I knew that uh, one. Yeah, Chappelle since admitted deeply regretting not taking the role, and he would eventually go on to play Tom Hanks' best friend in You've Got Mail. Uh, despite playing Forrest's mother, Sally Field is only 10 years older than Tom Hanks. Uh, the Dr. Pepper scene was shot a total of seven times. Each time, Tom Hanks gave forth louder and louder um, and unusually loud burps, <laughs> to which Robert Zemeckis comments to Tom Hanks, and Hanks responds with, Bob, just be glad they aren't coming out of the other end. <laughs> <laughs> so Jodie Foster, Nicole Kidman and uh, Demi Moore turned down the role of Jenny hmm. so we could have got Chevy Chase and Nicole Kidman in this movie and it would have sucked <laughs> yeah absolutely what, Like that's one of the things where at certain points I feel I mean it's tough to say I don't know I mean I haven't seen all the interviews or anything but some people just have to be honest and be like look, I would not have been able to do what they did with that movie. Yeah. Like, there are so few people that I think could have come close to what Tom Hanks was able to accomplish. Right, yeah, I agree. Uh, so in the movie, there are four actors who play multiple roles. Um, Gary Sinise plays Lieutenant Dan as well as all of his ancestors. Um, McKelty Williamson plays uh, Bubba as well as the waiter who opens Dr. Pepper bottles for Forrest. Mm. Uh, Sally Field plays Forrest's mom, as well as a male reporter during Forrest's run across America. A male reporter? What? Yeah. I have to go back and watch, see if I can pick her out. And then Tom Hanks plays both Forrest and his Confederate ancestor. <laughs> Here's a casting what if. Tupac Shakur auditioned for the role of Bubba. Oh my word. That'd, that would have been weird. That would have been super weird. Uh, Forrest's college football uniform is always spotless due to the fact that no one is fast enough to catch him. Of course. <laughs> I guess I never really noticed that. Uh, the last thing I got is this movie had a $55 million budget and it made $678 million in the box office. Dang. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so grades. I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Um, so I think I saw that, uh, IMDB is somewhere in the seven range. So I would guess, uh, 7.5. It is an 8.8. .8. Oh, what, where did I see? Okay. Maybe I was wrong. I thought I saw some, the stupid thing that I watch has some of the ratings on it. So I always have to mm. watch out. So you said it was an 8. Point what? 8.8. .8. Yeah. That's. That sounds more accurate. I kind of was yeah. surprised when I thought it said seven. Um, Ron Tomato Critic, let's give it a 91? 71. What the garbage? I think now people go back and look at it, and they're like, oh, this movie's not that good. Because I feel like the year that it came out and won Best Picture, I think there's like a lot of other movies that people thought should have won. Um. Yeah, let me see if I can find. Um, I guess while I'm looking for that, take a guess of what the the user one is. Um, eighty nine percent. It is ninety five. Ninety five. Okay, so oh, dude, Forrest Gump won over Pulp Fiction and The Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, steep. <laughs> Dang, man. Was 1994 like one of the best years for movies? Oh, oh, I don't know. Well, that'd be a, an interesting episode to do sometime is to just pick some random years where we could make cases that they were maybe one of the best years in filming. Yeah. Yeah, like that whole mid-90s, man. I'm looking at and it now. You got Pulp Fiction... Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption. Then the next year you got Braveheart, Apollo 13, and Babe. 
Um, 96, you got the English patient, Jerry Maguire, and Fargo. Huh. Dude, yeah, honestly, we should, <laughs> since we don't have enough things on our list, <laughs> we should do um, best films from a year for a month. Like, you know, the nominated movies for 1994. You know, yeah. we, could, we could do those four and then talk about which one we thought was the best. Or do like the four top grossing movies of the year. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Now, we'll talk more about that sometime. Yeah. But um, I guess our grades, I'll start off. Um, Forrest Gump is a movie that every time I sit down and watch it, I always enjoy it. And it still makes me laugh. And like, this movie's got to be the funniest drama that I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be just and even some of the inadvertent humor. Um, I don't know what it is about this movie. I always have a really good time watching it. And I'm I'm gonna try to get around to what, reading the novel, because they also made sequels to the novel. Do you know that? I did not know that. There's one called like Gump and Company. Gump and the Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Gumpty Gump and a Funky Bunch, <laughs> starring Mark Wahlberg. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's what a. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies. It might be my favorite Tom Hanks movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just so many funny things. It's just a feel-good movie, I guess. You know, even though it is sad at the end that Jenny dies. But Dude, it was so sad when Bubba died. Yeah, and then Bubba. Don't forget about Bubba, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But, I don't know. It was easy for me to give it a 5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. And I don't know... Why people are like overanalyzing this movie now and saying that it's not that good. I mean, yeah, it's not Shawshank Redemption, which is close to a perfect movie. Yeah. No, I, um, easy, easy five out of five. I mean, dude, you, you realize this movie's going to be 30 years old soon. That's crazy to me. And it is still, well, it, it, I mean, it fits so perfectly that you are right that the people who did special effects for this were also the people who did Jurassic Park because it's just like you can watch Jurassic Park and it's still great. And that's essentially the same with this where it's just like I can I'm going to be able to show this to my kids in the next couple of years yeah. and it's still a good movie like good quality uh, they can relate to it they can understand it I mean sure there's going to be a bunch of stuff that they never really knew about because it's going to be historical but mm-hmm. that was the same for us when we were watching it growing up um yeah i mean you learn some stuff or like you saw it in forrest gump but then he read more about it yeah could you ima- could you imagine if they taught history like this right <laughs> like it'd be like everybody would want to take history <laughs> but um <laughs> right. you just have to sit next to some idiot on a park bench <laughs> oh yeah by the way that park bench i forgot I saw the the fact, and I couldn't remember if I wrote it down or not, but I remember it. Um, so that bench was removed, and it was put in a museum in Savannah. Okay. Because it was made out of fiberglass, and they didn't want it to get ruined or stolen for mm. being famous and being for, in Forrest Gump. Gotcha. So that's why you didn't see it. Right. Well, uh, the park the park mainly was where uh, what I was thinking of. Oh, uh, okay. Where it's just like, because also too, when I they said Savannah, Georgia, I started like looking in the background. I was like, dude, I know like, I, I, I kind of feel like I recognize that area a little bit. I would not be surprised if I was near that park when I was there. But anyways. Savannah. <laughs> There's been a murder. Say molasses falling out of your mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, five out of five. I don't even need to go in and explain anymore because it speaks for itself. And we talked plenty through the details of why this movie is so great. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know why we didn't plan this because we usually plan this kind of stuff. Should we rank the, the Hanks movies we saw? Uh, yeah, we can do that real quick. I, I guess I'll start off here. Um, I'm gonna go Forrest Gump number one. Uh, I'm gonna go big number two, Castaway three, 
and the burbs for. And it's not even that I don't like the burbs. It's just out of that bunch. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's fourth for me. Yeah, well, I think that's easy for both of us because that was the lowest rating that we both gave was the yeah. burbs. Uh, all three other movies we gave five out of five. <laughs> um, so, hmm, I, I'm I would have to give the same ranking order as you because Forrest Gump. Uh, I think we talked about it in our actor highlight. Maybe not because I think Tom Hanks was our first one that we did. But if I had to tell, if there was one movie that if somebody came to me and was just like, Hey, I'm only going to watch one Tom Hanks movie. What should I watch? I would say Forrest mm-hmm. Gump. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, and then after that, it's easy to go to big because of his great performance and the unique movie that it, uh, that it is mm-hmm. because I do love Castaway, but it is a unique movie where it's definitely not going to be for everybody. Yeah but he still does an outstanding job. So that's an easy one, two, three, and then the burbs getting the lowest rating again, not a bad movie, but just the lowest out of the group. Yeah. We are twins on that. Fuck. So that we wrapped up Tom Hanks month. It's mm-hmm. been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, our next episode is going to be our 200th episode. And Whoa. we thought we would go back and revisit the movie we did for our first episode, and that is Miami Connection. I feel like our bread and butter is always awesomely bad movies. <laughs> and I, we, I think we've talked about it before. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but we definitely have like off the air that we think that Miami Connection is basically the best good bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> bad good movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least so out of what we've watched. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, next episode is going to be Miami Connection. Then after that, um, we're going to be diving into awesomely bad Christmas movies. Yeah, and if you've never seen Miami Connection before and you're going to watch it, buckle up. Yeah, and I suggest watching it before we talk about it. Yes, because it's it a will movie help. you have to experience. <laughs> you have to experience, and it will help you understand the episode so much more. <laughs> might not help you understand the plot because there really isn't one <laughs> but yeah if you're into that kind of stuff stop on by next week we'll be talking about Miami Connection for episode 200 but until then as always be kind and rewind